Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. I was really hoping that Raw 30 would use the unedited version. I was, uh, just go uncensored. It's 30 years. You've earned that right. Well, unfortunately, we, uh, we have yet to cross over into the, uh, into the PG era. Yeah. So that stinks. I mean, we have yet to cross over from the PG era. I mean, can they still say fuck on cable TV? No, broadcast cable? No, I think. I don't think. I don't think that's a thing. Uh... I there it is. There. You, there it is. There it is. I uh, I can't tell you the excitement that you saw it, but the excitement that came over me when I heard that this was the unedited version, <laughs> I was so I was so happy. You seemed very that. excited in Zoom, and then it looked like you pulled something when you, in your excitement, like you pulled a yeah, pulled a muscle. I, I had I had the trainer yesterday, and uh, I worked on chest, and and I got I flexed too hard, and it yeah, you can't, it hurt. Can't fist bump when you're you know, do the ch- after chest day, man. That's- it was the opposite tit. That's what's different. That's what sucks. <laughs> that, that's why I had to go this way. I had to go right hand fist bump instead of left hand. See that hurts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the go home episode. Sons of Slam. Yes. Yeah. This, sure. Why not? This would be the go home <laughs> to, to the Rumble. My name is Chris Mindell. That is the Reaper, Mister Joe Black. Sir, what is going on? How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh. Hell of a weekend coming up. Hell of a weekend had this past weekend. Uh, did a something I've never done before in my life. I go. did something I never done before in my life too this past weekend. Well, let's compare stuff. So I did a weekend, just a weekend, one day of Disney. How about you? Flew down to Florida on a Friday, came back on a Sunday. How about you? Well, see, this is different. My weekend is Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. So uh, during my weekend, I bought a brand new car under my name. <laughs> Look at you with delting and shit. Nice. I know, right? Oh my god. Yeah, the Reaper Mobile lives. What's what we get? The two, I got a new uh, twenty twenty three Pinto. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, twenty twenty three Pinto. Can you imagine if they came back with the Pinto? The Pinto. <laughs> I'd consider it. <laughs> just for uh, just to say you had a Pinto. Yeah. And then it explodes on you. Great. Just don't get hit from the back. 
<laughs> that was the big thing. That was the big thing. A car, they would get tapped in the back from another car, and then the gas, the the, the container would explode. The, yeah. <laughs> Fuselage would explode. Um, yeah, don't yeah. get a pit though. So yeah, you get? Listen, there were some flaws in cars back in the day. Yeah, nobody knew what the hell they were doing. So what'd you get? You got a Ford Explorer. Ford Explorer. Oh, you went big boy. Yeah. You got a big boy truck. You got a big I mean, boy. not really. Fuck gas prices. Look at you. Nice. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna they go, do you want the hype? No, I don't. No. You know, we have electrical F-150. Don't give a fuck. So. Give me a Ford Explorer. <laughs> so even if you wanted to save money with the electrical car, you're like, nope, screw that. I'm burning as much fossil fuel as I could possibly find. Yeah, well, you know, reports have come out nowadays that say that uh, uh, some reports say that the electrical car is actually more harmful to the environment. How is that possible? So, the lithium in the batteries. Uh, it's just having to create that is causing so much like so here's the funny thing about electric vehicles yes once everything is put together mm -hmm. it will run fully electric but do you know how those parts are made in factories that are gas powered <laughs> so sorry about it yeah. i'm gonna take away the middleman <laughs> See the irony. And I'll buy a new battery every four fucking years or whatever I got to do. Yeah. See, and I'll pay the fucking gas prices. See, the irony is in that. Yeah, I I, <clears throat> I get that. And at the same token, I'm tired of paying. And I have a gas guzzler myself, an eight-cylinder uh, trailblazer. I'm tired Ooh. of paying $90 for to, to fill my tank. So I would take an electric car in a heartbeat. Yo, your trailblazer is a V8? It is. God bless you, man. That's it's, awesome. And it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's hard, especially when I have to drive up to Fishkill to uh, record my radio show, and that's an hour away, an hour back. Um, but the yeah. good thing is that on uh, nearby where you live, mm -hmm. that fucking hill has no chance against your truck. No, I, I eat it up. Fucking zip, chew, zip up that thing in a V8. Chew it up, <laughs> chew it up, spit it out. Um, let's see here. So we talked all things weekend. Um, you have a new car. I gorged myself on... All things Disney and Epcot. By the way, uh, <clears throat> anyway, Disney top is no. See, see, we had this conversation before beforehand. So they had the arts festival at Epcot, and they they sell like three thousand dollar pieces of art, but they also have like these small plates that they sell in each country, which is perfect. You can go; it's like eleven countries. You go and just, and they have like five different items in each one, so you just pick you know, whatever you want and then move on to the next country. But you don't like small plates; you just want one large plate. I don't like the idea of tapas. It's just apps, and and it's yeah, half size. Which, apps. Is, which is perfect. I want to try a little bit nah. of everything. A little bit of just like such as life. I want to try a little bit of everything, and then. All right. Let me ask you this: Would you rather one full hot dog, mm -hmm. or, or one full mini dog, like just, a like a pig in a blanket? Uh, if it's if there's other items involved, then a pig in a blanket. If it's just the hot dog, give me the hot dog. It's it's called it's called portioning yourself. You have to if you want to try everything. You Look can't just at me, dude. Do you think I portion control? I was trying to be nice, dude. I, you know, you. We're not nice on this podcast. Don't don't butter me up like you're gonna fuck me in the ass. Wow. Just fuck me if you're gonna do it. Jesus Christ. There's a visual I never want to have again. Don't don't you ever <laughs> ever use that analogy again. <laughs> ever in your life, my life, on this show. That's the first and last time you'll ever be doing that. <laughs> Good God! I just threw up in my mouth. All right, let's let's talk. I'm not gonna lie. When I came up with the butter me up thing, I was thinking like, oh, I'll go like ham or turkey, and then yeah, very funny. But God, that's awful. All right, let's. It's all about timing, baby. <laughs> it's all timing. 
that's what we do. All right, so let's talk um, before we talk about this weekend coming up and uh, all things rumblish. Um, we had a week of wrestling, so I found the only thing I have outside the ring uh, is this article, uh, and of course, it involves uh, Meltzer Driver himself, Mr. Dave Meltzer. So uh, the uh, the title of the article reads Roman Reigns' original intention for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn angle. Um, so the Sami Zayn, if if uh, you want to be completely honest, I feel like this has been kind of kind of like a Kofi issue, not issue, Kofi situation, where um, it's somebody that is long been with the company, is due, and you've made the best of your situation in the past six months or so. And Kofi did the same exact thing. He took advantage of an injured uh, Mustafa Ali, and that was even in a shorter time frame. Uh, leading up to Mania, and now this guy, Sami Zayn, has built up this angle, which was kind of kind of supposed to be like a throwaway, into the biggest angle of all of wrestling, and he is probably the most over wrestler in all of wrestling just because of said angle. Um, so yeah, so so I mean, obviously, Bloodline is is the biggest thing going, and with uh, this article goes on to say with the absence of The Rock. Which everybody and their mother was like, "Oh my God, it's it's gonna be Dwayne versus Roman and blah 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 blah." Um, I have thoughts about that article, but go on. Okay, so it's been uh, reported that uh, uh, Roman Reigns will face Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 39. However, now that Sami Zayn is a huge draw, courtesy of his status with the Bloodline, WWE uh, could be changing those plans, as we've already mentioned. Uh, similar to, as <laughs> I didn't even see this part, similar to Kofi Mania for WrestleMania 35. On uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer discussed WWE's plans for Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, since the universe is behind Zayn, it only makes sense for WWE to book him in a feud with the Tribal Chief and strike, and quote, strike while the iron is hot. He then goes on to say, studying the ratings makes it obvious that Sami Zayn is the guy. Uh, Cody can wait. Maybe he can wrestle him later Mania or SummerSlam against Sami Zayn. Or you know there's a million ways to get to Cody, and at some point they should get to Cody too. Right now, to me, it's Sami Zayn time. Um, I still think that they could, and that's that's the end of that quote. Um, he then goes on to say uh, in a totally different paragraph, uh, right now, again, it's weird because the goal, you know, the goal for from Sammy, from a Roman Reigns' standpoint all along was to make Kevin Owens <clears throat> excuse me, and Sami Zayn into stars. Into bigger stars. That's actually worked, but you know, the original plan, what can I say? And obviously the original plan was not Sami Zayn, as we all know. Uh, and even as late as a couple of weeks ago, they were trying to figure out something that's not Sami Zayn. Sometimes it gets handed to you, and that's the end of the entire quote. Um, yeah, sometimes it gets handed to you. Like, the, the, the trial that they had on Raw 30 was very entertaining. Between the, the, the 30 minutes that it took from the trial to the match that they had was absolutely outstanding, Yes. The only reason that happened was because Rikishi was sick, and Afa and Sika didn't want to make the trip up there. Okay. So that's the only reason why that that even took place. Gotcha. Okay. I was really looking forward to that whole tribal acknowledgement ceremony type thing. The, the, even though technically Afa and Sika already acknowledged that he's the tribal chief in a sense, mm -hmm. it's still a whole different uh, category. Um, I, I, we'll get into what happened with uh, Raw 30. There's so many things, but, uh, Raw 30 could have been better. I it, liked it. Don't get me wrong. I, no, I could have been better. I, I like it. I, I, I said to, uh, shout out to Stephanie and Patrick. I said to them the other day, I was like, these like 
anniversary shows are always the same. Every single time. There's never one that deviates from the plan. It's a retrospective uh, uh, promo package in the beginning, cut to live audience, current stuff, throwback to old people. Yep. Video package of past performances, commercial. (laughs) Come back, wrestling match, old people, Video package, commercial. It's the same thing. It just rotates over and over again. It's the same. It works. Don't no. You don't have to fix what's not broken. Yeah, um, APA park uh, poker game DX making dick jokes. Right. Exactly. It's, it's always going to happen. It's always. Gonna we happen. love it all the time. It happens every time. Not not only do we love it, but we just had DX like a month or two ago when they celebrated their anniversary. So we get the more DX. It was great. Um, but yeah. So my before we get to all that, uh, the whole the whole point of the story was to kind of. Just reiterate everything that we already knew, that Sami Zayn was not supposed to be this blown up. Um, his uh, his angle before all this was the conspiracy theorist, which was okay at best. That went nowhere. It literally went By nowhere. By the way, you could really circle back to that. You could. You could v- very easily circle back to that. You could. Now, Once Roman starts to, to completely turn on him and all that stuff. Which is what happened. You can kind go of... right back to that great liberator uh, conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what happened with, uh, it was, it's kind of going along that road with uh, with Paul Heyman and his immediate turn on Sami Zayn. I, I, I could see, what, yeah, what, exactly what you're saying could, could play out. Um. Yeah, I know I, we mentioned this before, but mm. the fact that Paul Heyman calls Sammy Shmuley <laughs> is absolutely fucking hilarious yes. because the translation in Yiddish of Samuel is like the nickname for the translated Samuel into Yiddish mm. is Shmuley. It's Shmuley. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking great. This is the shit that he thinks of. Time out before mm. we even go any further. Oh, sure. I need to make mention please, to Paul Heyman once again mm-hmm. for the absolute heat magnet that he is <laughs> quite possibly delivering my favorite line in all of Raw's 30 years. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. When he said he's going to watch the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> yeah. lose to Barack <laughs> Purdy. <laughs> And the 49ers. He got the huge, I, the biggest pop in the in the crowd. <laughs> this is the booze. I chubbed up at home. <laughs> Brock Purdy. Um, Brock Purdy. Oh, oh man. man. Uh, now, so, now the 49ers kind of have to win. It's it's scary. But, um, I, um, I mean, in all in all fairness, um, full disclosure. I think I took the Eagles plus two and a half. Plus two and a half. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Minus two and a half. Yep, that's me. (laughs) That's me. I have the Bengals at uh, right at the beginning of the week. This is when, see, here's insider tip if you've never bet before. Always bet the beginning of the week. Opening lines. Opening lines. Get them while they're hot because I got Cincy at plus one one and a half. Now they're they're favored. Um, uh, It's an arrowhead, though. It's tough. It is Joe Burrow. It's it's only because Mahomes with his high ankle sprain. Um, And, uh, yeah. Uh, minus. Yeah, I'm riding the. Uh, I have two tickets that I took in August. Mm. One for the 49ers NFC Championship win, and one for the 49ers outright Super Bowl victory. Yeah, it's took like Eagles at two and a half. Still going hot. Eagles I cannot two. wait. I'm so amped for for Sunday. I think you and I should make a, a very small bet. 
on what? And you get the Niners. I'll take the Eagles. I don't know. I'm terrified. <laughs> oh man! Wow! What indecision in his voice? Jeez! You think you'd be assured? Were you were you not uh, were you not entertained after the their their win against the Cowboys? Or was that too close for you? I was okay. Let me let me tell you this. I have all of the faith in the world mm. in my San Francisco 49ers. However, no, however, it has to be because you're not betting me. It's it's my luck. <laughs> you you seem you to have very I mean? good luck when you bet. All, all these no, th- I don't. Thousands and thousands of dollars that you you win. Or is that, is that all? Now. Is you're that all the show? Forgetting about the thousands and th- thousands of dollars that I lose. Oh, well, you, didn't, you don't mention that on the show. You just mentioned the thousands and thousands thousands of dollars that you win. Nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear that you're in a fucking crazy losing streak people unless you go want, along the lines of Kurt Hawkins. People, want come the, on. People want the truth. You're not giving no, them the they truth. Don't. They don't. <laughs> they just want the facade, the facade. Yeah. They just want the gimmick. The gimmick. I, I got you. Um, are we talking? Any- yeah, it is my like. I'm I'm keeping all of my emotions when it comes to football very close to the vest because I don't want to get heartbroken. So that- I've gotten heartbroken in the past fucking thirteen years. So with that being said, are you are you taking this bet or you're you're pushing up? Five bucks. Five no, bucks. Five bucks. Whatever. Five bucks. Come on. All right, digital handshake. Come on, ten bucks. <laughs> ten bucks. I'll do it. Ten. Ten. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Uh, all right. Shake. Done. There we go. There it is. Virtual handshake. Money line, not the spread. No money line. We're yeah, no, straight up. Winners. Yeah, yeah. Winner and loser. I, I don't go. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, straight up. Ten bucks. <sighs> <laughs> this will be right. the 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 either the best or the worst ten bucks I've ever given out. This is just <laughs> it. It's principle. It's principality. This may continue for the next hundred and sixty four episodes, or we might end next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you right now if if uh, if I <laughs> if I win, it won't be the the five hundred dollars I'll win. It'll be the five hundred and ten dollars. That I win. It'll be that that ten dollars that I I will frame right above my laptop, just my computer screen, right there. Just put it in, in the gold frame. Oh, mine's going right there, right next to your 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 photo of uh, man butt. Yes, Brit- British man and, butt, and, and Greg the Hammer Valentine, <laughs> Hammer 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 crotch and uh, and dynamite ass. Yeah, well, no. I think Dynamite Ass is taken already nowadays. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm going to get that $10 bill framed mm. like uh, like Mr. Krabs did his first yeah. dollar bill when <laughs> when he opened up the, uh, sure. the Krabby Patty. Krabby Patty, I'm absolutely. I'm going to get it put right there. Nice. Nice way to reference SpongeBob. All right. I, this is be the, always get a SpongeBob reference in the when greatest, I can. The greatest $10 uh, ever transferred. All right. So anything else outside the ring before we uh, get into really just the three things that I, I'm want to talk about this week no all right i don't got nothing uh let's talk raw 30 um why is it and it's it's without fail why is it that whenever hulk hogan gets a microphone something awful happens thoughts i'm genuine i didn't think about it at the time but now it's that every time. i've heard people start mentioning it i go were they honestly just ribbing hogan i don't like <laughs> you imagine it. it was triple h just pulling one over on on the immortal one <laughs> What uh? What disrespect? I mean, the microphone didn't work. That was the first. I, I I can't remember ever having a a uh, assistant like tech come from out from the back with another microphone to replace on camera. On camera, that that doesn't happen. Yeah, that was by accident for sure. I mean, they didn't want to lose the shot. Right. Right. But it's li- listen, live TV. It's not, it's not like we're doing rampage. We're recording again. Freaking uh, acclaimed. 
Yeah, no, this is live TV. Listen, with a rap like that, you have to make sure all your ducks are in a row. He's got the headphones on, man. It's he, whatever. I mean, the headphones are really just for him to hear the music, but um, yeah. I think the headphones are just a gimmick. No, no, he wears the headphones to to hear the the track in his ears. That makes sense. Yeah, and then um, and then he take you see you know he takes them off as soon as he's done. Um, but yeah, the, the, the microphone went off. It's every fucking time with Hogan. It's something always goes down. He's he's naming wrong arenas. No, but, he's in the wrong but city. That's the thing. Normally, it's his fault. <laughs> right now, it's but it's just this it, time it wasn't his fault. But it just seems appropriate for the for the, the person who it, who it is. <laughs> it seems apropos that it, Hogan has some sort of issue going on every single time he comes out. And uh, what do you think is more healthier? That that was bad. That's horrible. What do you think is grammar. healthier? Okay, yes. Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair? I would, at this point, I still say Hogan. Okay, so why did they have Hulk Hogan stick so closely to the script where he had to get out the catchphrase at the end? You know, all that shit. Because he's been. But known they to let sc- Ric Flair kind of. I'm not going to say that Flair had had a script or bullet points, but he was more or less kind of off the cuff. Yeah. In a sense, but it's, because it's still it's still the WWE, so they're going to give him some type of thing to be like, hey, right. just let's make sure it's just about Charlotte. It ain't about you. It is about Charlotte. Although, I mean, he's he's earned the right to get something in about him. But he he, he brought it back. It wasn't like Flair was like off the, the rails. Oh, no, he wasn't off the rails. Oh, he's gotten way more off the rails yeah. like in the past. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. But, but you know, he was he was very I thought he was he was contained. He got maybe a bullet point that wasn't on the script off, but he was on point. Hogan you know, again, you never know what's gonna come out of his mouth and then Hogan could have been reading from a teleprompter and nobody would have been the wiser. Right. Right. Other than the fact that his microphone just never worked. Um even then, even then nobody would have been the you know what I mean? It's <laughs> true. Although, it still would have made sense. But the crowd the, the crowd obviously knew because they were <laughs> they were like, What? We can't hear you, what, what? Um, so anyway, did the mic not just not go at all to the crowd? Well, the same mic that you heard broadcast is go, going out into the audience. So if it, it cut out, that's why that's it, not that's what that's but that's why he had to come out. The guy had to come out to replace the mic. And then when but it when they in passed yes. in the WWE, this has happened recently mm-hmm. where we are getting it, it. You don't hear the feed. I'm it, now thinking about it. We it might be AEW. I'm not too sure. Mm hmm. But we can hear some things, and Corey, it had to be WWE, because I remember Corey Graves saying it. It's mm. like, the crowd can't hear him. We heard everything, but the crowd couldn't hear anybody. Hmm. See, normally it's, it's... I remember, if I'm not mistaken, it was Corey Graves going, well, the microphone doesn't work, this and that, but I could hear who, wh- whoever it was clear as day. See, that's rare, because normally it's it's the other way around, where the, the crowd hears mic. it. The crowd hears it, but you when you hear a broadcast when it's live and then it's like very low, and you just hear like it sounds very tinny. That's that means that it's playing throughout the speakers in the in the crowd and not being broadcast yeah. out. And then they have someone has to you know, forgot to flip the switch to to hit both the other way around. I I don't remember that situation, but um, yeah, it, it could be bugging out, but who knows? Anyway, yeah, um, Hulk Hogan always has to have a flub on the mic. So I, <laughs> I, I was surprised he didn't come out and say it's it's good to be here in Wilkes-Barre, PA, brother. <laughs> he just went some other go Niners. Oh no, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, that would have been great. I would have I would have loved him. Good lord! But uh, 
if he had said it's good to be in like Pittsburgh, oh, oh the oh. Johns in Philadelphia <laughs> would have fucking gone off all over. It's over. Um, it's okay. So we had that segment. We had a uh, very nice uh, uh, video package with uh, the song that we just previously played. Cut to uh, the tribal court with a very apprehensive Sami Zayn. Normally he's jumping up and down when he comes out of the uh, from under the Titan Tron there, and not so much. Very, uh, very upset and very uh, looking very worried. Um, and then we had the trial, and the trial was a trial. It was uh, you had the uh, the prosecution, which was uh, Paul Heyman. Uh, surprisingly, I was surprised at, at that. And then we'll get to the defense in a second. But um, they had the video, the video packages where they showed him running away from uh, situations like the Usos getting beat up by Drew McIntyre. Um, uh, what, what else did they? they I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now as far as uh, what was shown. Kevin um, Owens, I would assume. Uh, things I Kev- can't remember exactly. Right. Ke- yes, yes. Thank I'm you. I'm pretty sure it was Kevin Owens yes, thank you. Uh, Kevin during Owens. the contract signing. Yes, yes. So Kevin, yes, and then him uh, basically not doing anything with the chair. Um, and then Sammy so this Zane. is all Stockholm syndrome, correct? Like this is the basis of this storyline. Is that what it is? I mean, think about it. Mm-hmm. Roman uh, Paul's def- Paul's whatever to uh, with Roman to Sammy was that he wasn't there for all this. La- let's go with last week for for example. Sammy was there at the very end after Kevin Owens did all his shit and then was already halfway up the arena. Mm-hmm. But the only reason he was there is because Roman had him doing lackey boy errands, like, oh, make sure the plane is fueled, make sure all the cars are ready to go, this, this, and that. As soon as we're done, I'm getting in that car and we're out of here. You got to make sure everything's ready to go and you wait here for us. So it's like, but guaranteed, obviously, Roman comes back with, yeah, where were you, Sammy? What the hell? Mm. And then it's Sammy comes, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, it'll never happen again, which, if I'm not mistaken, is... Stockholm syndrome. I mean, the definition, uh, as as it says here, uh, coping mechanism to a captive or abusive situation. Abusive. Boom. There you go. People develop a positive feelings toward their captors or abusers over time. There you go. So you're saying he's captive. You say you're saying that he's he's there against his will. I'm not saying he's captive, but I'm saying he's being abused. He's being abused, whether he knows it or not. Correct. Storyline wise. Storyline. Uh, so yeah, so the prosecution was Paul Heyman, and then he, Sami Zayn, who was supposed to be the defense, basically said, "I'm I'm hurt by this. I have no defense," um, which perfectly led to the basically the execution, which was about to be uh, Solo Sequoia coming out with the the thumb to the neck, stopped by none other than main event, main event, Jay. <laughs> just Jesus. it was perfect. It was perfect. It's this is this is why wrestling is is great because if you could tell a great story and continue that same that same story and it's it just gets perpetuated even further absolutely amazing so of all people to save him we come full circle and that jay uso saved him from the state of execution jay uso legitimately this could be because i'm a mark but i wholeheartedly believe that jay uso should be nominated for like a best supporting actor for an emmy He's been the last couple couple months. He's been especially when he couple was, months, couple months. I'm talking about for, talk think about, about when he, Sammy Zayn bloodline. I'm talking about Sammy Zayn bloodline from when he joined and his hatred towards Sammy, and now this complete 180. Yes, yeah, yeah I completely agree with you. His his arc that's his the, acting that's the arc. best part of it. Yes, but think about the beginning when he was facing Roman. Right. No, that was great too. 
even that that we thought that was freaking good we're like oh my god jay can actually like do this shit mm. then it comes all the way oh dude you know what i got really, really he made, he made by the way he made i'm sorry he made the uh i, I know <laughs> i know sammy zane came up with the Usi uh, uh moniker but he made that segment yes. jay made that segment just by cracking up i thought i think him him breaking character was why that 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 whole segment was worked out so well um but the fact that he saved him during this segment was great. Yeah, I'm sorry, you were gonna say. The thing that not I guess not pisses me off is a kind of harsh way to put it, but I'm pretty upset that like we'll never see Briscoes versus the Usos. Was that gonna be something on the table? It was never on the table, but I'm just you know, eventually it might have been. Mm. They're both in their mid to late forties. I mean thirties, sorry. It's not out of the realm of possibility that within the next five years that they could have done that. No. At some point, whether the Usos get released because somebody got their 15th DUI, or wow. if the if the Briscoes got Jeez. signed. Jeez. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, it was just, that's rough. Anyway, uh, Jay making the save, and then him, Jay is the defense for Sammy, which was very, <clears throat> excuse me, very surprising. And they showed the videos of uh, Sammy and everything that he did for the Bloodline. All the um, and they used, if you notice, they used the same segment uh, for the uh, War Games. Different angle. It's, it's it's all about perspective. It's uh, it's such as life. It just when you when you see something like uh, Paul Heyman and his prosecution showing Sammy Zayn on top of the cage and everybody kind of like looking at him in disgust. <clears throat> there's that, or in the same match when he's fighting against Kevin Owens and he low blows him um and gets the win it's all perspective my friends and and that was the the greatness of this entire tribal court uh, segment was basically just showing both sides you don't know which way it's going to go we still have no idea we could we could we could speculate all we want but we still have no idea if sammy's going to be the one to turn i still don't think he should be the one to turn because that that if we're talking about good storytelling it should be someone from the bloodline turning it should be roman reigns eventually turning on sammy Zayn. That way, Zayn gets. I think the, Roman has already turned on him. He just hasn't like finally executed fi- the, the, the the deal. Execute the deal, and that will come. You know who I think should turn very soon. Yes, Jimmy. Oh, okay. And it sets up Sami Zayn and Jey Uso in a tag team of some sort. The way it happens, with it's Jay. very far fetched. It's probably event, not going to happen. Why are you leaving many main event Jay out? I'm not leaving him out. But he's saying Jay's the one to turn and align with Roman. Oh. And then they'll do a whole bunch of tag matches, a a, a trios match. They get Kevin Owens on their side against the three members of the bloodline. You could do a whole bunch of shit with it. Could do a bunch of shit. Um, But Zayn is his own thing right now. Like, he's he's just so good. I I, I still feel – we had this conversation online, too, on on text thread. I still feel like it should be – if you're going to split these belts up, do it a mania and Zane be Zane should be night two. You it's because he's the one over. If you're going to have Cody win the rumble, that's all well and good. But Zane Zane is the, I don't think you should do it at mania. It, if I'm being completely honest. I know we, we talked about this last week. It, Zane, Zane I, is, I'm sorry. Let, let me rephrase that. I don't think you should do both of them at mania because okay. is Roman going to lose both. If you do it that way, he should. Okay. But then you don't want one of those pops is not going to feel special. You know what I mean? Because right. if, if he's going to lose both, the thing that's going around the internet that we've all said is going to be Sammy and it's going to be Cody. Right. So if you do Sammy night one, Cody night two, 
Sammy steals the pop, Cody's pop doesn't feel as special. You're telling two different stories within the same within the same storyline. But then you're making it. I, I hear I whole. If you want that pop for Sammy and have it mean something, mm. you got to do it at Elimination Chamber and have him go for the WWE Championship because the record is for the SmackDown title. Yeah, see, I, it, I'm sorry, the Universal title. I, I don't. I, I I hear what you're saying. I just I completely disagree. Only because it's not. Zayn is not. Elimination Chamber worthy right now in his storyline. He is mania. He is main event mania worthy right now. He is the most over person in all wrestling. Do not seclude him just to Elimination Chamber. It's not. I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad pay per view, but it's not mania. Time out. What is the number one thing about sitting on the floor at a WWE pay per view? What is it? You get to take the chair home. <laughs> okay. And they always have special chairs. Sure. Reports came out about leaked images of what these chairs are going to be pressed with. Okay. And? And it's a giant picture of Sami Zayn on the front. Stop. I'm I'm telling, I swear on everything. So WrestleMania 37 chair is what I'm, I'm Googling right now? No, what? Elimination Chamber. Elimination? Oh. Oh. Elimination Chamber chair leak. Yeah. Maybe just chair. Oh, it is. You okay. see what I mean? I see it. And think about it. That's where he should, he should Los win. Los Angeles. He's going to win the chamber then. It's, it's Los this, Angeles yeah. is not going to feel the same as Montreal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then he'll just win the chamber, which is not for a belt. You you are you're missing oh. you're missing the boat here, dude. It's you're you're missing a very no, good I opportunity. Get I get it. I but just then have Cody do it then. <laughs> then have Cody win the, at the chamber or, or something. You're taking away this opportunity from from Sami Zayn. This he is it. Whether so then we're pushing the Cody story back <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He's second so right I would now. Still have in that case, I would have Roman beat Cody at Mania. Hmm. Okay. All right, then that's fine. If you're going to keep pushing it back, at least have him keep one of the then, titles. You know fine, done. Uh, I I completely agree with that. I I will go with that because you're. Th- this is what happens with wrestling, man. You didn't think Kofi Kingston was going to win at 35, let alone be the main event. Uh, and and sure enough, the people have spoken, and that's what we got. So this is the same exact situation. Everybody's behind Sami Zayn, and it would be the most disappointing thing ever to have him not be at Mania. This is like also um. Uh, when uh, Daniel Bryan lost that that year at uh, at Rumble, and you know, freaking poor poor Rey Mysterio was the uh, the the brunt of uh, booze because they thought he was coming out. That's it's this is what when people want something they they get it, and if the voices are loud enough, it happens. And just you know, such is life. And so this is this is it. Sammy Sammy overtook Cody. If it wasn't for this storyline, first of all, if it wasn't for the storyline, Sammy Zayn wouldn't be anywhere near a main event status right now, which is. You know, just what happens with wrestling. You 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 luck out. Tag team with Kevin Owens. Okay, and then you beat the Usos, which is fine. That's 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 all well and good. Break the break the streak. Have the two of them go at it. But he's above that now. He's above tag team. This is the whole thing with Kevin Owens is is now rear view because of this whole thing with the with the bloodline. He he's he is it, and I, I completely agree with you. If it's going to happen, let that Cody do it at, at uh, somewhere else or have him lose and then win it at SummerSlam or something. But this is Zayn's show. The night two will be Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns, um, and if it's not, people are going to be disappointed. I I can agree with that. The winner of the Rumble faces 
the champ on night one and the winner of the chamber faces him on night two. There you go. Cody wins the Rumble. Sammy wins the chamber. Cody loses at WrestleMania. Sammy wins. But it's still, I genuinely think it's still going to be only for one of the titles. Okay. Because you already see them starting to split away mm. the uh, uh, the tag titles. Right. Because that whole that, that tag match that they had against the Judgment Day, mm-hmm. that was for strictly the Raw Tag Team Championships. Right. So if you are going to, I guess at this point, relegate uh, Sami Zayn to a tag team with Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. you have... The Usos already lose the Raw Tag Team Championships. They keep the SmackDown Tag Team Champions because that's the streak. Mm-hmm. And then eventually have, uh, not eventually, at Mania, you have Sammy and Kevin win it. Or even at Hell, even at fucking Elimination Chamber, have Sammy and, and, and Kevin win it. You do that. I mean, that's kind of too quick, but. Yeah. Uh, it should be interesting. This is going to be one of those years where it's going to be like this is what they this is what they have to do, but what are they gonna do? But right, yeah, exactly, exactly. And right now, the Usos if, if, name one tag team in all of WWE that could legitimately take off the belts from the Usos. What is your definition of legitimately when it comes to the WWE? I'm saying like you you would not expect the Viking Raiders to take the belts off of them. You're not going to have no, you, but it, I can <clears throat> I I. It's going to be a see tag a world team where, where the put good brothers do it. You could do that, but right now, you know what I mean. Okay, but right now you have to stop having them uh, uh, having a background in a poker uh, event uh, for some stupid uh, uh, you know segment and put them forefront. Because all because why? Yeah, because AJ, they are kind of just floating around with AJ there. Because AJ Styles broke his freaking ankle <laughs> with a broken ankle. Um, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's unfortunate that they're not pushed forward and. More now, even because AJ's not not around, but you need somebody that's legit, and they are legit. It's just <clears throat> it's they're not they're not on TV. Um, who else? There's gonna be a tag team that you put together to put to take the belts off, like like uh, Zayn and, and Owens, or a situation like that. Kind of sucks. That's but, the only situation that I can see, though. I mean, how many legitimate tag teams other than Street Profits that we have? That's uh, that we can oh, say. Street Profits are one that we could say uh, can can do it. There's really the not a lot. Street Profits and the Good Brothers. Oh, that's go. that's kind of it right now. That's really it. And it's kind of, that's a little sad. The Viking Raiders are way too gimmicky. They could, if they get enough behind them, the Viking Raiders go on a Sammy Zane type, I almost said Sammy Owens for some reason, <laughs> on a Sammy Zane type run. Kevin, yeah, Kevin the Viking Zane. Raiders could do it, but they're just not there. The Kevin Zane uh, angle. I got it. Yeah, exactly. They're not there. Um, yeah, so this, they had the whole tribal uh, uh, tribal court segment leading into this match. Um, so they had like a good like forty five minutes <laughs> of nothing but Usos and Sami Zayn uh, against Judgment Day. Amazing match until uh, Jimmy got hurt, which played into exactly what you're talking about as far as the angle goes with uh, with Adam Pearce coming out and saying that they had to uh, forfeit the match. Sami Zayn taking over, and when that happened, I was there was a, a very small not small it was probably half of me was like if he loses this match for the usos it's over and i i was very this is probably the most invested i've been in a Sami Zayn match because i was like is this gonna be it is this gonna be the beginning of the end and i mean he, i knew he was gonna win though that's that's what's weird see i didn't think i didn't think he was gonna win i think there might have been a possibility at least for me which is why wrestling is great if in situations like this there was this the slight possibility that it might happen because of all those those close those close calls um 
especially on a raw 30. It, it could have happened, but it didn't. We had a 1D with Sami Zayn uh, uh, doing the 1D. <clears throat> excuse me, I can't talk today. Uh, talking, uh, uh, Taking it to uh, Dominic Mysterio for the 1, 2, 3. You look like he really had his full forearm and bicep around his neck and legitimately drove his face into the mat. Into the mat. (laughs) Right into the mat. Gets the one, two, three. And Zayn was completely just euphoric. Cut to Roman Reigns uh, telling uh, Paul Heyman, I don't want to see him till, which he said also during tribal court, I don't want to see him till Saturday. Um, And then he also made mention of his, his test on Saturday. So. That could lead to many things, especially against Kevin Owens and him getting involved in said match. Um, but we shall see. We shall see where, where that goes. Uh, and then him having the belts. You saw Sami Zayn holding the belts, uh, the tag belts, and then hand them over to uh, to Jay. Um, you know what I appreciated about that? Yeah. The one still shot that the WWE or whoever it was had was... If I'm not mistaken, I don't think Sam did Sammy raise the belt fully above his head. He did. He did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the still shot I saw, which I was like, "Ooh, that's good storytelling." Is he kind of just held it like eye level mm-hmm. while Jimmy had his full blown? Mm-hmm. And I go, "Ooh, if that's like if he only put it up because I missed the end of that. Like I saw the, I saw the pin and I saw him win, but I didn't see the 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 hand raise and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But." I thought that he, I originally just thought he went halfway with it. And I was like, that's actually pretty good storytelling because he didn't actually win the belts. Like, it's not a New Day situation where it's Freebird right. rules. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, but it's all three of them are the champs. Um, yet. Right, yet. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm I, not leaving it out of the realm of possibility where that couldn't be a thing. I did appreciate the fact that, uh, yeah, he gave the belts to Jay and then Jay had all four. Uh, so that match was uh, absolutely outstanding. Uh, a plus for storytelling, and uh, yeah, I'm mean, again just looking forward to everything uh, Bloodline going into Rumble. Um, we had uh, <laughs> we had LA Knight. Um, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. And then, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Stone. It's so stupid, but every time he does it, I have to like contain myself and not try to do it. <laughs> He's got listen. He got the crowd going. Man. He does it. He's like, yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got it's the, the you know what you know what that is. Mm. It's a perfect mesh of what. Yes. And hell yeah. 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 It's the exact yeah. mesh of the both of those. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's he's getting over. Uh, he's, he's definitely losing this match, by the way, on on Saturday. This uh, pitch black match. But I appreciated that he. he I wouldn't say that. I, I would hope that he does lose only because Bray Wyatt they they had a they had a meme the other day on on uh, I think it was Ringside News on on Instagram he's lost seventy three percent of his matches Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt has lost seventy three percent of his matches still a WWE champion it's got to say a lot though about the character okay and who did he lose to nice mug by the way the yes I am a, an official House of Black member. House of Black member AW um. He lost to who did he lose to? Dun, 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 dun. Wasn't that the whole situation with Goldberg? Uh, um, what? <laughs> anyway, I, the, the the dark so times. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> the dark times. I genuinely forgot for a point. 
<laughs> you said Goldberg, and I was like, "All right, gimmick." Yeah, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the running joke. The running joke, sir. Got to stick with it. Yeah, but if, if you, you've, you've run that completely out of your mind, I'm sorry. I brought it back. I apologize. Um, yeah. What? Way to ruin my day. I apologize. Uh, yeah. So he came out, and then we had <clears throat> we had uh, Taker music hit into American Badass. What? Okay. What? Let me tell you something. Into faulty uh, motorcycles can't that can't be turned off or on. Go on. <laughs> let me let me talk to you. <laughs> let me talk to you. I was watching at work. Uh, I was sitting in my chair and a little thing was over there, my phone, and uh, I heard the theme. I heard the gong, and the lights go out, hmm. and I had like little tiny goosebumps. I was like, oh my god, dead man. Like this, you know. Every time, no sure. matter what, you hear that bell and you go, ooh, this is dead, man, or ACDC's about to kick a hell of a riff. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Sure. But then it switched to Kid Rock, and I legitimately got out of my seat going, no fucking way. <laughs> oh, my God, it's happening. And then and then the uh, oh, one of your, your tenants from the building came came behind you and was like, uh, Mr. Black, that is very no, inappropriate no, no, for, no. for a inside at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Very inappropriate. Uh, yeah, I got so happy. Came out with a motorcycle. Did his did his spin around. Um, had a little trouble uh, parking his his uh, bike <laughs> right next to the the ring there. Uh, a little bit, but that's what happens. That's what happens. But then he had a little more trouble uh, leaving because they had to do a, a wide shot because he couldn't get the the damn thing started again. Um, so yeah, so he, he came out. He uh, got in his face. Uh, La Knight proposed uh, not having to fight him because he wasn't going to kick his ass. Um, he had uh, Bray Wyatt come out, uh, kind of corner him, bring him back into the ring. He was about to choke slam him. Undertaker was, and then he threw L.A. Knight into Bray Wyatt, who then uh, proceeded to give him a sister Abigail. And then you got the uh, holy shit chance going on in the arena because you had uh, the uh, you probably heard me all the way from New York City. <laughs> holy shit! You had uh, a redo of uh, of Mania with uh, Taker and, and Bray. And uh, the two of them f- went face-to-face. And Taker kind of approached him face-to-face and then whispered to him. Sweet nothings. Sweet nothings into his ear. Um, according to, which I should have. This is why I'm a horrible podcaster. Um, While you do that, I have a quick question. question for you. Yes. Who, whose idea do you think it was for American Badass to return? Do you think it was a creative decision f- because of Bray Wyatt? Or did you think that was completely on the Undertaker? He was like, "The dead man is officially dead." Hmm. However, the Undertaker can still return as the badass. Was it that, or was it which popped into my head when I saw Bray come out and then you know, the choke slam into the sister Abigail? Did Undertaker come out as American badass because this? transition that Bray is in is his form of the Undertaker's transition into the American Badass. Huh. You know what I mean? He's going from a mythological creature to somewhat of a human being. Right. Hmm. That's the first thing that I could have gotten way too far into it, but I was like, that's pretty interesting if creative actually did that. I I never would have thought to think about that um but i am intrigued <laughs> by that scenario uh 
Because if you yeah. think about it, every part of this Bray Wyatt transition has been weird. It's yes. not like it usually was. Yes. We saw glimpses of his past and all that stuff that made it up to this point. Right. But it's not typical Bray Wyatt that we know. The Undertaker, when he transitioned to the American Badass, everyone... I mean, it made sense for people who knew The Undertaker and Mark Calloway or whatever. But nobody... Like, the casual fan goes, this is The Undertaker, to now he's just, like, a fucking badass dude. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I was grasping at straws, maybe, but I, who knows. I, 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 <laughs> I like that scenario. He, um, uh, at Wyatt6 on Twitter... He uh, tweeted it saying, um, this moment justified a lifetime of sacrifices for me, a lifetime of people treating my uniqueness like it was a disease. Through all the bad times, I never changed myself to fit anyone's narrative. I'm proud of that. Thank you, Taker. Hashtag suck it LA night. Um, so I, I'm, I'm assuming, and, and it would probably never be said. Um, and then tw uh, Taker also tweeted, uh, you know, as far as moments that define. Um, respect is earned. Respect is earned. Um that this that that was basically just do what you do, <laughs> keep doing your thing, um, and that was very. I think that was very cool, and it's one of those moments that nobody would probably ever know what was said, but they don't have to know what was said. It was it would we we got it we got the gist. Um, that would be for for Brace. I hope ears it was only. something like typical pass the torch type thing, like it's your time now, mm. and then he just walked off. He just walked off, you know. Mm. Or he goes, he does a John Cena. He's like, my time is up. Your time is now. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. Yeah. Yeah. Um That's why I can't say it on <laughs> I gotta say it in your ear. Uh so yeah, so he whispers sweet nothings and then uh that was that. Um I have a uh, a cage match that kind of bit the shit. Um I was very upset about this. Yeah, I think uh, everybody was upset by this. Uh the Becky Lynch and Bailey uh steel cage match that <clears throat> everybody was, was looking forward to. And we didn't know actually how much we were looking forward to it until it didn't happen. And then everybody's like, "Oh my god, I wanted this match, and now we never got it." Why was, I was it looking forward to it from day from the moment it was announced? No, no, no. I was no. I, I, I too. So did I, because especially with the the promo that they cut the week before, the two of them like literally it sounded like they were just like, no, "Let's just go real at it," and they did. The graphic. Look at the graphic. I the old school raw. Love it. Steel cage. Loved match. it all, oh, man. Listen, dude, I loved it all, and I was looking very much forward to this, especially because it's Becky Lynch and Bailey. But you didn't realize how much you wanted it even more so because it never happened. And the reason why it ha didn't happen was because it got cut. Time, time was not on their side, and because of time, they had to cut the whole match. Why? And then come to find out later on in the in the evening, we were going to have a Sonya Deville versus Bianca Belair. Why was that not cut? You had the opportunity to have an because it's the champ banger steel. Does that, and that supersedes having a steel cage match of, of these two, the caliber of these two? If it doesn't, then she shouldn't be the champ anymore. They could have had a segment where it was just, it was Charlotte Flair, that whole thing that led to Ric Flair, which I'm, I'm, we're jumping the gun here. Ric Flair introducing Charlotte Flair um, into, into the we ring. We jumped the gun from the fucking beginning. I know, I know. Introducing Charlotte Flair, and then Sonya Deville coming out, and then Bianca Belair. Uh, sorry, Bianca Belair coming out, and then Sonya Deville coming coming out to interrupt the entire thing. You could have had that just be a... A, uh, a set a setup for next week, um, even though it, you know, it, it kind of takes away from the fact that maybe Alexa Bliss might win the belt. Not that I think it would happen, but anyway, it could have it could have just been a segment. It could have just been a mic segment. They could have beat her up, and that would have been the end of it. But you had a whole match, which lasted a pretty good while. It was like a ten minute match, and you, you took away that entire 
Becky Lynch Bailey to have that? Something's off. Something was not. It just it seemed very ill advised, very poorly timed, and poorly decided to be able to build this entire steel cage for a one minute segment. People something, forget something else could have been taken off. Is what I'm saying, or or have damage control. Beat. This is this is just another. God, this is just another thing that damage control, as far as a check off off their the list of what the fuck are we doing with this group that and it's not their fault. This this is the this is the problem also is that it's it just another thing that they're part of that is not their fault yet. It looks bad on them because this is just another thing that is kind of leads credence to the fact that this group just is not working and. Maybe Triple H said saw that because this group is not working, we can cut their segment short, and that's kind of sad. It's you have three amazing wrestlers in this faction. It should be more. Do we add more people to this faction? Do we take away? Do, what do we What do we do with damage control to fix said damage control that we're in, in with this this group? It's it, it just the whole thing just fell off. Um, and having having this match not be a match just. I don't know. The, the whole thing was just, just off. Having the match not be a match is a true crime in pro wrestling, strictly because... Especially a, a steel cage match. People forget about the women's evolution and how it kind of really took off the ground at NXT Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Which I believe... Sasha Banks. ...was an Iron Woman match. Yep. That Bailey was involved in. Mm-hmm. So uh you you gotta let them do their thing. Especially those two women. Yep. They are top ten in the entire world when it comes to pro wrestling today. You ask anybody. Now, I wholeheartedly believe that I chose top ten just to cover all bases. Mm. You can make the argument that they're top five. The both of them are in the top five of female professional wrestlers mm. in the entire world right now. Mm. And you cut that segment short to have a champion who's people can argue is not really getting the most over that she could against Sonya Deville, who is very rarely on television and it's kind of just like a me, me, me type of heel. Which I think doesn't make sense. They're also, I don't, I think Bianca Belair needs to get away from the EST gimmick. Unless she turns heel with it. Hmm. If she were to turn heel with it, it makes more sense. Well, she had it with uh, NXT. She was a heel. And it made sense. Right, it still makes sense now. And that's what got her to the main roster, and then she became a babyface, but still with the same heel gimmick. Hmm. If somebody comes up to you and says, no, I'm a good person. I'm the greatest at what I do. <laughs> I am the best at what I do. This is very confident. I am the fastest I, in the world. Confidence. I am the strongest Confidence. in the world. Confidence. That's, that, that's, a, that's a heel. Confidence. But you think you think faces? No, there's a difference between confidence and being a heel. You think faces in in wrestling, uh, good guys in wrestling, don't have confidence, and they're all like, "I think I'm going to win." No, you 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 put out there that you are the best person for this job. There's a reason why I have the belt, and it's because I'm the greatest right now. Let's say Charlotte Flair's a baby face. The right gimmick now, works. Right? The gimmick works regardless. Go ahead. Yes, she's a face. 
Charlotte Flair's a babyface. Charlotte Flair, better pro wrestler than Bianca Belair. Sure. Okay. Charlotte Flair starts doing this whole. Yeah, but I mean, not by I'm much. I'm the greatest. Sure. But my point being is that Charlotte Flair starts doing. I'm the best. Mm-hmm. I'm the greatest. Mm-hmm. You expect people to still cheer for her? Sure, because she's the champ. As if she's a, a babyface. Sure, absolutely. She's the champ. She's confident. What? What? What are we doing? I don't think so. It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. I'm, 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 I mean, listen, anybody that, that comes around, you're like, I, I'm going to beat you because I'm that good. You don't think that they should exude some sort of confidence or should they be squeamish and be like, you know what? You're good. I'm okay, but you're good. No, you don't do that. The fact that she is rubbing it in everybody's face every week. <laughs> like it's part of her promo. But that's her gimmick. Let me, uh, CM her- Punk, Chris Jericho. What do the two of them have in common? They're old. That too. Uh, Their whole thing was the greatest. I am the best in the world. The best in the world, right? Right. Yes. Not too far off from Bianca Belair right now. Okay, and CM Punk was for most of his career a face. Not when he was doing the best in the world. Sure, he was. Man, mm. before before Heyman, before all that, before the pipe bomb, he was. He was the best in the world. All right. Yeah, you're right. You're he right, had right. the whole gimmick, man. This is this is what you do. You are a wrestler. You exude confidence. Come out with whatever your gimmicky uh, tagline is, and I'm saying that I'm better than you, and you know it. <laughs> there you go. And he's a, he's a heel. All right. Now we're moving on. This is just completely. That's a heelish. You start bringing MJF into this. That's a heelish uh, uh, tagline. I'm better than you, and you know it. That's a very yeah, heelish tagline. Not far off from saying I'm the best. I love that you think that everybody that is like all faces are like, you know what? Uh, I'm not as good as you. <laughs> that's, I'm not as good as you, and I think I'm. I think that's the truth. That's that's my new my new tagline. I'm okay, and I'm here. There, there it is. <laughs> here I am. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> here I am. I'm all right. Um, it's a valid <laughs> point, but I just think the rubbing it and like the I don't know. Okay. Listen, yeah, I could just be a fucking idiot about it. It wouldn't be the first time. No, it certainly ain't going to be the last. It will not be the last time. That's that's the whole crux of this entire show. Is that uh, the things that you're idiots? <laughs> the things that we both say right? are just idiotic. Uh, let's talk about DX and uh, <laughs> coming out. Um, speaking of geriatrics, man, um, that God for Shawn Michaels uh, cowboy hat. But love the fact that nobody recognized anything that, that Kurt Angle was there in the group until uh, the road dog, Jesse James, acknowledged himself to point to the badass who was not there but Kurt Angle. And then the entire thing just stopped. It was a very funny segment. I, I popped. Um, I was wondering when they were going to acknowledge him because he was in the ring the entire time with all of DX. Uh, and that's the first time that they acknowledged that he was there. I just want to point this thing out. <clears throat> Them having Kurt Angle come out in a bright red T-shirt was absolutely perfect for the wide shot. Because you see the wide shot that has the like somewhat of the entire arena and also the entrance ramp, and you can see all of DX in black mm-hmm. and gold or whatever it is. And then there's that, that one weird color that could, maybe could possibly be pink, who knows, in the background. Mm-hmm. I legitimately... I took my phone, I put it real close up to my up to my face, and I go, "Did they really get 
Billy Gunn to come back for this? I, <laughs> I, I was astonished. Um, and then it cuts to the close shot, and it's Kurt Angle. I go, that makes more sense, and that's still fucking awesome. It's, it's, it's awesome, and it's hysterical. Um, yes, yeah, so he's like, hey, I always wanted to be in DX, and he took his shirt off. And it Kurt was- Angle is like wrestling's Make-A-Wish kid. <laughs> He's like, I just want to be in all the greatest factions like one time. That's uh, it. That's it. Like you say, I was there. I was there. <laughs> Took off his shirt. He was at one time. He was in the Shield. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. Um, totally forgot about that. Uh, I, the funny thing was also when they did the, the crotch chops, and he was just completely off. <laughs> he just looked so stiff, and he was all all completely off. Um, Took off his shirt. He had a DX shirt on, um, and then they were uh, Imperium comes out to uh, to confront them, and everybody. Is is like I'll I'm, I can't face you. I'm too old. Triple H is like I'm retired. Please, yeah, his heart will explode. Um, when it got to X Pac, yeah, in that whole thing, I think he was the third one, mm-hmm. and he goes, he kind of walked up to him and he goes, "Man, I would, but I got shin splints." I got right shin now. splints. <laughs> X Pac was the only one that I was reasonably happy for Did because get- of the fact that I know for a fact he can wrestle. He can right still now. wrestle. He's a, he's a wrestler. Road Dog comes up and goes, no, nope, no, nope, who am I kidding? <laughs> and then everybody looked at Kurt Angle. They got into a group. Uh, said, yeah, Kurt, you do it. Kurt's like, nope, absolutely not. But I could ref. And he takes his shirt off, and he's got a referee shirt on there. And then, and then Guys, yeah. <laughs> what, Kurt? <laughs> it's, just a, it's such a, a, a sports entertainer kind of segment. It was great. Um, and then, you know, who could we get to come out here? And then Seth Rollins' music hits. He's way over. Especially, the funny thing is that that theme song, it just suddenly came out of nowhere. As far as like people following along, it's it's always been there. It hasn't changed in the last couple of yes, years. Yes, it has. No, as far as like burn it down and then the the oh, oh that that's been for a while now. It's been for a while. The, it the, picked the, up. It, it didn't take long for it to pick up. But they've it, been doing it for so fucking long. They haven't now. done the the sing along for the last couple months. It hasn't been like for a long time. Because he's a heel. I mean, uh, because he was a heel, he mm-hmm. just didn't acknowledge it as much unless he wanted to point out the fact that the crowd is behind him instead yeah. of the babyface. Yeah. Anyway. It's been going on for a very long amount of time. You just haven't realized. Uh, I mean, not, not it's as, like the you not suck dude, chance. Dude. Kurt Angle didn't. Kurt Angle didn't acknowledge him immediately. Not as prominent as, as it is now. This is like. Oh, way. no, because he's doing the whole. He's doing the whole, you know, uh, uh, Wardlow Symphony fucking thing now. <laughs> the Wardlow Symphony thing. Oh, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Uh, I do. Um, and then the Street Profits uh, uh, playing to the crowd with the the Sixers uh, jerseys. Um, good for them. <laughs> anyway, uh, they defeated Imperium. Uh, it was it was basically just a, a house show match. Uh, You're forgetting about the biggest part about all this. Kurt Angle is the referee. Nope. Go on. When the Street Profits came out and Triple H goes, you know, if only there was someone to make sense of all of this. Right, right. <laughs> right. And, and that's when Teddy Long's music hits. Yes, Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> play it, play I genuinely it. thought he was going to go straight into the gimmick and go, Seth Rollins, you are going one-on-one with The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Teddy, no, no. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I, that was great. Um, yeah. So between between that and and you know, Street Profits and Seth Rollins gets the win. Uh, you know, and between every single segment, there was uh, we had um, uh, MVP uh, talking to Bobby Lashley again. That the whole thing with her business is, is going to happen eventually, uh, pretty soon. Uh, you had Legends backstage with the uh, the APA. I, I did like the um, uh, JBL and Godfather. Uh, it's like who is this Barry? 
<laughs> Barry Corbin? Yeah. Barry um, Corbin? Barry and then uh, uh, Rod Simmons. Godfather just high as a kite. High as hell. <laughs> I loved it. Oh. Loved every second of it. Uh, Ron Simmons coming out, uh, like, who is this guy? And then he brings him in, and then everybody's there. There's DDP. There's uh, Alundra Blaze. Um, Real interesting DDP came back. Why? Haven't seen DDP in like, uh, what is it, 2023? Three, four years now? I mean, he was, he's been on like uh, on the network as far as like Table for Three and all that stuff. Yeah, but he hasn't been on live. He no. hasn't been on Raw. He hasn't been on SmackDown whenever they do this whole nope. uh, Hall of Famers coming back. Yeah. Like, kind of interesting that he, all, all, out of nowhere, DDP. he's all of a sudden come back. Um, right? Well, he was also on... Uh, 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 Stone Cold's come on show. You're, you're going to get there eventually. He's yeah, on, but Chris come... Jericho is on Stone Cold's podcast. That doesn't make that that, that doesn't mean anything. More, so is Bully Ray, and he has no affiliate. Neither of them any more more with the more recent than the more more recent on Broken Skull. Anyway, uh, yeah, DDP was there. Uh, okay, in, in the background. When, do you remember when that was? I'm going to make a point about all this. Do you remember when that was? It was uh, a couple months ago. So it was within the past WrestleMania. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Interesting. Why? You know who one of the prominent members of the Nightmare family is? Cody Rhodes. Diamond Dallas Page. Is he? Every single time DDP was on AEW television, it was in some sort of collaboration with Cody. No, it wasn't where. His when when DDP wrestled, who was his tag partners? Dustin and Cody. Or I, I don't know if it's Cody, but Dustin for sure. Okay. He's very closely associated with the whole Rhodes family. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I saw DDP. I was like, oh, Cody comes back. Now DDP. All right. That makes more. That makes sense. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't think, that, I think about that. Um, and then Johnny Gargano. Do you think at background. all when you watch pro wrestling? Absolutely not. Or you just you just watch it and take in information. I didn't know DDP was part of Nightmare Family. That that's nothing to do with the fact that I'm watching uh, a match and and correlating the fact that everything's happening in front of me. I, I, it's one thing has nothing to do with the other. Almost every single big match that Cody had in AEW, he was in that freaking little diatribe of people that was coming out. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with DDP. Well, yeah, the DDP wasn't on fucking WWE because he was associated with Cody Rhodes and AEW. Again, I had no idea. You're, you're saying stuff. I, I had no I idea. Figured that I figured that. This is the first common knowledge. No, no, <laughs> no. It, it, it was not. The DDP is part of uh, what? Because of of uh, Arn Anderson too. Yeah. No, not a clue. No idea whatsoever. Yeah. Arn Cody. Anyway, Dustin. Uh, um, uh, a QT. I know, who, I know who's in the Nightmare Factory. I just I know oh. the family. I know who's in it. I didn't know DDP was was associated with them. That was my my whole yeah. point. Anyway, um, talked about before Sonya Deville uh, interrupting the whole thing with Charlotte Flair and Bianca with this match that really shouldn't even have happened just because we had a steel cage match that never happened. Cut this. You could have cut this. This this was this this proved absolutely nothing other than the fact that it led to. This segment after the fact with Bianca talking on the mic to Alexa, and then Alexa getting on the on the big screen. It, it this could have all been done in a in a tight two minute segment, really. Like there was no need for this whatsoever. Um, you could have done it in the amount of time that we just spent on it. Absolutely. Um, Miz got on the mic, was upset that uh, they kind of had the same segment that Sonya Deville had, as far as like he had this whole thing going on. Um, and you, you didn't involve me, and then Kevin Owens just came in and, and stunned him, and then you know kind of got on the mic and 
talk some shit about Roman Reigns. Um, your main event, which was uh, Austin Theory taking on Bobby Lashley in a no DQ match for the U.S. title, uh, and it was. <laughs> Should have seen from the beginning when Lashley was initially interviewed by Kathy Kelly, who, by the way, Jesus, unreal. God, Kathy Kelly, good God. You, you know see what? that video of her at Top Golf? Yes. Oof. Oof. God bless. I got I'd clap, but I have a microphone in my hand. All good. Um, <laughs> should have seen when, oh, snaps. When, when she was interviewing Bobby Lashley that he mentioned Brock Lesnar. Uh, being interfering, interfering with the match, but prior to had this DQ match. Who shows up? Brock Lesnar and Barack Purdy. He Lesnar shows up and <sighs> gives F five to Lashley, and then an F five to from, to Theory onto Lashley for the one two three. Great ending to the match. Cut off short because no time, no time at all. They they it cut off Corey Graves saying, "I can't believe." Cut. Here's Barmageddon. Great. Here's your series his season finale of fucking Barmageddon. Here's uh, the series finale of Nikki Bella's fake boobs. <laughs> Cause let's be honest, this is the only reason I would watch it. Uh so are you are you gonna watch uh the that that uh limited uh, series uh, I do says I do. Nikki Bella says I do no. the hell's yeah, sure. I haven't watched a limited uh series about a freaking uh, uh, marriage since Bam's Unholy Union. <laughs> what a show. What a what a show to yeah, bring that's up. A, that, that's a throwback. That is a throwback. Um, yeah, this this whole thing. And by the way, when did <laughs> when did Raw get cut? I remember like back in the day. When back in my day, USA just used to have it till like there would be matches where I have to put my DVR. Now it just records it automatically. But my DVR, I had to put like from twenty 11, minutes past, like eleven twenty five, because it would go for yep. like Randy Orton would be fighting Kofi Kingston till you know eleven sixteen. Um, yeah, all because they had to dump paint on a NASCAR with Randy Orton's face on it. Right, right. <laughs> because, because they had to do all that nonsense. Now it's oh, 11 o'clock, we're done. Cut, boom. Here's Barmageddon. Um, everything got... Was, was, you might get two or three minutes over nowadays if it's like something special, mm. but it's never... Like the block for Raw only goes until 11. I'll, I will second that. Back in my day, I used to record it and the recording for it used to go up to like 11 15 right and then i would also put like 10 15 minutes past because sometimes even that 11 15 era wasn't enough right right somehow they took two hours of raw and put an extra hour and 20 on the on the end of it <laughs> so listen maybe we should be thankful that raw is only three hours now <laughs> I, <laughs> and not, not 320 yeah i know just it's insane um so that was your your Monday Night Raw. That was your Raw Thirty. Overall, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I enjoy celebratory uh, wrestling shows because uh, they're all again, like I said before, they're always all the same. Um, this, love a gimmick wrestling show. Love a gimmick wrestling show. They could have done better with time. They could have done better with the matches that they chose. Um, they need to circle back around to this this steel cage match because that that was complete bullshit. But that was your Monday Night Raw. Uh, really quickly, the only thing I want to talk about with Dynamite. Um, uh, actually, no. You know what? Take it back. I just want to talk about the fact that Buddy Matthews is stiff as hell, and uh, Dar- Darby can take a punch. Good God! But uh, we we have um, uh, Darby Allen retaining the TNT title. Um, and then the only thing I would just want to talk about would be the last match, which oh. you you'd think that 
something like this would not have the controversy that it did, but it did only because of of uh, Jay Briscoe and his, his, as we talked about last week, his um, previously uh, ill-informed tweets. Uh, that is all I will say. But uh, Warner Brothers basically succumbed to peer to peer pressure because there was a lot of talk Good. online about having this go down. Uh, they were not going to have this go down. It was initially they 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 advertised for it. WB took it away and then gave it right back. Um, so they had this uh, the the main event, which was uh, it had to be the main event. They couldn't have like the first match. Uh, Mark Briscoe taking on Jay Lethal in a very emotional match. He um, just saw it all over Jay Lethal, Jay Lethal's face was like breaking down and. Oh, with his ring, with the entrance? Yeah, with the entrance. Like, once they actually locked up and started throwing punches with each other but even and all before that, that stuff, it was the shape, the he got out of, of it and stuff. But, but shake, the shaking of hands, and he was all, like, you know, upset and crying. Like, the crowd got all into it. Um, yeah, and then the match happens. We have, uh, you know, we have Winner and Mark Briscoe, which had to happen. Um, Sanjay Duck comes out and, you know, gives a lethal embrace. Uh, Briscoe has his moment in the, in the sun in the ring, and then everybody's standing on the ramp. Uh, give it an applause, and you have Jay's face on on the Tron there, and um, it's uh, in, in reports. We we were complaining, and, and mo- everybody in the thread was complaining and moaning as far as like not having something done for him last week. And according to reports, Tony Khan was the one that really went to bat for this whole situation, and uh, yeah. was and fought for it tooth and nail to get this going, and. Um, had the the whole thing with the uh, the t shirts, all the proceeds going to his family, to the Pew family, which is great. Um, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna buy a shirt. And uh, yeah, it just it, it it was a very very touching uh, match, touching uh, uh, segment. Uh, and again, I am thoroughly upset that I will not get as selfish as it is. I will not get a Briscoe tag team uh, match. In, in my own eyeballs live in my lifetime and uh uh you've just gone way too soon and and i yeah. out of all days for it to, to go down it was on his 39th birthday. birthday his damn 39th birthday too so yeah let, let the waterworks flow but that was uh that was it was a great segment uh and I, i'm glad that they were I able believe to. the two of them are irish twins too the briscoes because mark is 38 yeah Yeah, Mark is thirty eight. So here, here's a here's a crazy thing. So they popped out Jay, and then you're like, let's get to it, and then another nine months. Well, yeah, later. Irish twins. Jeez. So it's in the same calendar year. Oh. You have two kids within the same calendar year. I didn't. Again, I see. I'm learning things every day. I didn't know that was considered Irish. Twins. I'm sorry, not the same calendar year within a twelve month span. Got it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, during his. First, the the reason why Jay Briscoe was on the first ever Ring of Honor pay-per-view and Mark Briscoe would have been there. But the only reason he wasn't on there mm-hmm. is because Jay was 18, but Mark was still 17. Ah, yeah. It's like an Angus Young type of situation. <laughs> got it. Okay. <laughs> you could play, but you got to drink orange juice. Right, right. <laughs> you can only have Shirley Temples. Uh, yes, either yeah, this I'm learning. See, I'm learning something new every day. Uh, either of a pair of siblings born less than 12 months apart, especially if born within the same calendar year or school year, or born one year apart. Yeah, look at you. I do not. All right. Yep. 
Uh, so there was that AEW, and then let's get to um, uh, the main event of this weekend, which is my favorite pay per view of the year, and that's the, the Rumble. Uh, I'm looking forward to anything. Anything other than what we had last year will be great. <laughs> if if it's slightly better than last year, then it will be a success. And as Can long honest, as, as long as we don't see Shane McMahon, I was literally going to say that. Success. The words Shane were on the tip of my tongue. I was literally going to say Shane, <laughs> Shane McMahon, but agreed. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's see here. So, bum, 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 bum. Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in a Mountain Dew. <laughs> we got a sponsored match. Mountain Dew pitch black match. Are we just assume? Are we assuming? And they, they've given us nothing as far as what the stipulations of this match are. Are we just assuming that this is all going to happen in the dark? Or with like I a, hope a it's couple a fucking lights. three faces of Foley type gimmick. Okay. I hope it's a Firefly Funhouse mixed with the the three faces of Foley, which we never talked about, by the way. But I'm sorry, I didn't bring that up uh, on uh, SmackDown. We had a little uh, right. It was, it was SmackDown. We had um, yes, uh, the, uh, the fire, Firefly, the Return of the Firefly Funhouse, and Bray Wyatt's butt crack. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that should be one of the uh, the Funhouse characters. His butt crack. Um, so there's that match. I'm assuming why it's going to win this, um, because he just needs to have a win. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I'm, I, I'm really glad you said that cause it just triggered a, a question I was going to ask you earlier. Okay. What do you think is the, uh, Bray Wyatt match at WrestleMania? Him versus, uh, Uncle Howdy. Yes. Okay. So how do they get there? <laughs> how do they get there? Um, I mean, between now and then, it's, it's it's we've been slow burning this whole thing like a like a rump roast. It's been very slow, and so I'm assuming that this is going to continue its slowdom uh, into mania and just have uh, Alexa Bliss side with Uncle Howdy. Okay, and uh, but then yeah, how does it create a match? You got to cost somebody something. Alexa maybe Bliss. in one of the advertised matches. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss, by the help of Uncle Howdy, mm-hmm. costs Bray Wyatt the match, mm-hmm. and LA Knight wins. Mm-hmm. Puts LA Knight up, and Bray Wyatt's still Bray Wyatt. Mm. Okay. It's a possibility. You never know. It's pro wrestling. You never know. I can see that. You know what? I, yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening. Um, they, they've picked a Wyatt to win. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. I'm going Alexa. Are you now? Yeah, like I said before, I think I do love Bianca Belair. She is a wonderful athlete mm-hmm. and an, a pretty amazing pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. But I think it has run its course. With that being said, I also wouldn't be surprised. If the winner of the Royal Rumble goes on to face Bianca Belair at WrestleMania, wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Which is what I was going to get to. So I wholeheartedly believe Belair will win this match uh, to retain. Okay, and which will I, I will explain why later on. Um, uh, 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 I think I know where you're going with this. Okay. I think I have the same theory, but uh, go on. Okay. Well, uh, it will will reconvene later on. Uh, Roman mm-hmm. Reigns taking on uh, Kevin Owens for the uh, undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, please um, and thank you. Lock it in at minus twelve thousand money line. <laughs> uh, yes. So here's here's a dollar, and I get nothing back. Or here's, here's twelve hundred. Yeah. Here's a dollar. You get half of one cent back. Here, here's here's twelve hundred dollars. I get a dollar back. Um, 
Uh, this all leading to uh, with Sami Zayn getting involved with this somehow, some way. Uh, and then we have the Women's Royal Rumble, which for now I will talk about Bianca Belair. Uh, your winner of the 2023 Royal Rumble is none other than and can't be anybody else but Rhea Ripley. There we go. There it ah, is. Same fat brain. There I love it, it. Is. <laughs> it has to be. I mean, uh, and, and by the way, the, uh, the, uh, the meme that was sent... Uh, as far as like the the five outlandish outcomes of Rumble, and I said I picked number two, which was Rhea Ripley setting a record for uh, amount of you know people that she takes out, which is like ten or whatever it was. That's fine. That's all well and good. Uh, go for the record. She's gonna win this because she is she she is the most over heel. She is by far the best heel in all in the entire roster, and uh, she can go into Mania defeat. Uh, um, Bianca Belair, and then become your new champion, and then take on as a two-time champion, take on the reins of her 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 uh, championship reign, not COVID related. Give her give her yes. the give her the the status of women's champion in front of people, and she could especially with the whole Judgment Day behind. And her. and I was just about to say if she she will be the leader of Judgment Day with that belt. And yes. and at that point, you know, they could they could take off the belts of Usos, who knows? But she will be the the catalyst for the rest of Judgment Day to go on and do whatever they need to do. But it, it will wholeheartedly be Rhea Ripley. Lock it in at minus five thousand. And just keep going up. By the way, the five things were uh Brock Lesnar dominates and mm-hmm. takes out over half the field in the men's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley sets the record. Uh by being able to eliminate 10 of the competitors in a, in a Royal Rumble right. and goes an hour inside the match. Mm-hmm. Very possible. This one was Steven's favorite and a very close favorite of mine. Enter the Switchblade. Jay White appears. <laughs> Jay White <laughs> comes out in WWE. Um, uh, Dark Asuka. We get the... Uh, I'd, be the cool. I'd be cool with that. Yeah. She used to go by Kana, I believe, under that Kana, uh, in that Japan. Was the, that was the name I was looking for. And obviously, number five being the great one, The Rock the Returns. Rock. Yep. Should be interesting. All Should four. be quite an interesting. And then your men's were rumble. Rumble. Um, the only announced participants so far, which um, really means nothing. Uh, Baron Corbin, Santos Escobar, Gunther, Kofi, Karrion Cross, Lashley, McIntyre, Mysterio, Rey Mysterio. Omos, Cody Rhodes, Ricochet, Seth Rollins, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Austin Theory. One of those names, I said, should be the winner. Yes. And that is? Cody Rhodes. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Um, I, I just Watching his segments and watching these these vignettes that they, they keep having on, I <laughs> – and then on, on my fire stick, they have old um, old Dynamites. And watching his matches there, and watching the the roller coaster of emotions that he would go on, and fans would either initially kind of like him or completely hate him. There was nothing as far as love for Cody Rhodes in AEW. Fair. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was kind of the 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 nightmare factor after. This is what it was after he had lost that match to Chris Jericho and was never allowed to challenge for the world title, right? Which I thought was a very stupid 
stipulation to have for him. But it makes sense because his first world title, he wanted to be the WWE championship. <sighs> I, I but, couldn't but, place it in the hands of the American dream. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, but did he know he was going to go back to WWE? <laughs> like he, he was going to forego and spite himself in AEW just because he was going to go back to WWE? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. No, I, he, def- he, he definitely didn't know that he was going back to WWE. No. He no. even said multiple times, yeah. he said, I thought I was never coming, never coming back. Never coming back here. And now, because he's back, he is, this is probably the best move. He, he's obviously the first major name to to go back from AEW to WWE. But this is probably the best move he's ever done in his career. And I'll, I'll I'm, I'm, I'm including, I'm also including the fact that he, when he got fired from WWE and went overseas to Japan and made a name for himself there just to come over to AEW and become an EVP in, in America, this move to WWE, in my humble opinion, is better than anything else he's ever done because from Mania till now, you've and especially since he no one helped a lot too, was that he got his theme music, that he was able to transition over to WWE and become a mainstay from where he was before. He was, what was he? He was um, Stardust. He went from Stardust. Nah, dude, his best character was dashing. <laughs> dashing Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> watch, by the way, watch. I, I keep saying it. Nobody ever does. Watch uh, Broken Skull Sessions. His his episode. It's 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 a visual podcast. Just watch it, and he yeah. he goes into his talk about AEW. He freely talks about it and his EVP status and getting out of there and and uh, you know taking some time off and coming to WWE is it, it's a very interesting talk. Um, and and uh, they talk about dashing Cody Rhodes and his his uh, his faction with uh, Randy Orton and Ted DiBiase Jr. and that whole thing that went down the and legacy the legacy and and how that his his match in Mania that you know when they broke up it, it's a very very interesting watch but he is I'm telling you his his arc his career arc from where he was to where he came back into the the the, the biggest company in the world and where he is now is absolutely amazing. He, he went from like yeah. D list to uh, main event status. Absolutely. Insane. But he, oh, I don't think if it wasn't for his name, it would have been, I don't think he would have had that chip on his shoulder if it wasn't for his name. Hmm. I think his lineage is what, what made him go. I have to do this. Right. Right. If Drew McIntyre did the same thing, I don't think it would have it would have been as good. Like I don't think he'd be as special to the audience. Right. Now, granted, Drew when he came back for the first time, when you know he left and and won all those championships outside of the WWE, and then came back and and was finally that Drew McIntyre that everyone thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's way different than being Cody fucking Rhodes. Yeah, they're right. Yeah, it's it's just it's amazing what uh, what happens in this this business, ladies and gentlemen. That is it. I am thoroughly looking forward to again my favorite pay per view of the year, Royal Rumble, coming up this Saturday, eight o'clock on Peacock Premium Live Event. Anything else before we head on out? Go Niners! Go Niners! <laughs> I was just about to say, go Eagles! I can't wait to get that ten bucks. Really, I, I would like, uh, and I don't want it Ven mode. I don't want it. Zeld, I want a, a crisp ten dollar bill placed in my hand. I will I okay. will drive to Queens and pay even the, the toll, which is way more than ten bucks, just to get the ten bucks from you. I'll even take you yeah, out to I'll take you out more. to the diner and we'll have we'll have dinner. But I want the ten bucks in my hand. 
Okay. And I'll do the same for you. I will have a crisp $10 bill. I will go to the bank and get a, a newly minted $10 bill for you. And then... I only want it from the Philadelphia Mint, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh fair enough fair enough guys thank you so very much please hit us up on twitter at sons of slam show uh tell your friends soundcloud spotify apple Podcasts. this has been sons of slam thank you guys so very much my name is chris mindell that is the reaper mr joe black go eagles bang bang niner gang baby the sons of slam podcast 